Hey everybody, it's Audrey Ellis and you're listening to Ask Audrey. So, as the new year continues to get underway, what did I say, get good, as the new year continues to roll out, I'm still sticking to my resolution and this is day four of my podcast. Yay! <laughs> it's awesome. Anyway, as I do it, you know, without an audience or maybe like one person listening, I think, but as I continue to do this, I just tell myself, you can do it, girl. I can, and I'm going to. Boom. Just like that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying stuff on my little poster because I put it there. And I'm like, I have to put it to use at some point, right? What? See? There's number three. And I just can't remember what the fourth thing is. Hello? There it is. Boom. Now, all of my little catchphrases on my poster make sense. Anyway, since I have no one who is asking questions for me to answer... I figure I'll continue with the the flow that I've started on and asking questions and answering them myself. And I'm not crazy, maybe just a little bit, but who isn't? And if you don't think you are, then you're probably the craziest. Anyway, speaking of crazy, uh, I was thinking about a situation that happened recently. Holiday season is always difficult for me because I lost my dad and he wasn't my biological dad. He was my mother's older brother and he helped my mother to raise me. So it's not incest. He's not my biological dad, but he raised me like a father. He lived upstairs in a duplex and we lived downstairs in a duplex. So it was like having a dad in the house. He was always there. He was always watching over us and everyone knew him. Everyone in the neighborhood knew him and, you know, kind of knew not to do certain things because he'd be watching. So having him in my life pretty much from birth, he always talked about how he brought us home from the hospital after delivery and he was just always there. So I sought out counseling from a therapist because losing him was so difficult. I felt like I was going crazy. And the therapist said that it's because you've lost a parent. And it doesn't matter if the parent was biological or not. It feels it makes this huge, huge void in a person's life to lose someone so significant. So after losing him, I noticed, like I said, that the holiday season gets pretty tough because all holiday seasons were spent with him like talking on the phone, getting ready to come out. He's making the cakes and we're getting ready. And then he comes and picks us up or we go pick him up when we got older and it's just always with him. So I kind of snapped on some coworkers. And although their behavior warranted the behavior I followed up with, it's the workplace, so it shouldn't have been done. I should have tried to to keep my composure and just deal with it separately. But Lately, I've noticed that I don't have many like friends around and people that I'm close to anymore because a lot changed after my dad passed. I kind of realized who really cared about me and who really didn't. The people who didn't show up for the funeral or didn't check on me after the funeral were the people that I realized didn't care about me before because they showed it after he passed away in their lack of concern for me. So having to have my life cleansed of people that I thought were friends was difficult. And then looking up and realizing I have no one around to go to when I'm stressed or when life brings challenges also becomes difficult. So all of these things just kind of coupled together, you know, feeling loneliness and feeling anxious and feeling sad and, you know, reminiscing on my dad, you know, when he was here, all those things just kind of boiled over inside of me. So I let small things at work get to me as if they were big things. And I snapped on a coworker, even though it wasn't really about her. It was just about me. My loneliness made me 
feel frustrated with her for her behavior that wasn't even a big deal. You don't come to work to make friends. You come to work to make a check, pretty much, and to make to network, make friendships or acquaintances with people who can possibly help you elevate in your career. So forgetting all that, I just, you know, took out my frustration on her. So my question that I pose in this episode of my podcast is why do we freak out over the small things? Like why do we allow small things to get to us? I always see online, you know, when people, and I don't know if it directly relates, but to me it does. And somehow I'm going to try to draw the conclusion or draw the relation. But when I see like social media bullying and cyberbullying online, I feel like people look at their favorite celebrities or their favorite um, social media celebrities and they see this lifestyle that the celebrities are portraying via social media and they get jealous. And instead of realizing that it's something within them that made them upset, something about themselves that they're not dealing with that caused them to react to another person's life or lifestyle. I feel like that's kind of what happened with me. I saw something or I noticed something that made me kind of react. And I feel like it's not coming together just yet, but don't work with me, wait with me. So when people are on social media, they already say that the studies show that social media can lead to depression and anxiety and all types of um, all different forms of mental health issues. So when people are on social media, already having their own issues in their lives and their own problems in their lives, they go on social media and they see someone seemingly living, seemingly living a better life than them. Then instead of dealing with their own emotions about that on the inside and saying, wow, this person has worked really hard and they start for success and they made the success. I want to have the same thing, but I have issues that have hindered me, my confidence or my self-esteem or my finances or whatever the case may be. Instead of going within and saying, hey, what's wrong with me? The reason why I don't have the success or I'm not driven to get success the way this person is getting it. Instead of doing that, we lash out on that person. We go to that person and say, that's why you only are successful because you slept with somebody to get there. And that's why you're only successful because you sold your soul to the devil. And that's why you're only successful because you had a baby or whatever excuses we make in our minds to make that person feel bad about their own success instead of speaking to ourselves about the excuses we make about not starting for our own success in our own lives. So in a similar way, I was dealing with my own personal emotions at work and in my personal life away from work. And instead of dealing with them alone, when I got to work, I let every little thing that this young lady did when we were working together just drive me up a wall to the point that I exploded. And at first I tried to justify it and say that I was right and say that it's okay that I did that because I was just like standing up for myself and I was just trying to you know, lay down the law. But I knew the day that it happened and I shouldn't have done it the way I did it. I shouldn't have blown up on her and yelled at her and called her names and said mean things to her. I'm older than her and I'm more mature than that, I would like to think. So after a couple of weeks and a couple of uh, different breaks, like I had my regular days off, after a couple of times of having days off, I would meditate and I would, you know, ruminate over it with my little crystals in my hand and things like that and kind of pray on it. Like, what should I do? And the first thing that came to my mind was you should apologize to her. And I'm thinking, no, that's not fair because she is actually doing things that could make a person mad. But then I had to remember that's never been my character. People have always said things about me and done things to me that upset me, but I never really let it get to me because I was able to clearly see why they were doing it. They had their own issues in their own lives that caused them to do it and it had nothing to do with me. My older sister used to tell me when people focus that much on you and put all their attention into trying to bring you down and, and tell everybody negative things about you, it's because you're doing something right. So don't let it offend you. Let it make you proud. Let it make you cocky. Let it make you confident. Like let it fuel the fire that makes you feel like you are 
the shit. So learning that, I don't know how I lost track of that in the midst of like depression and all the different emotions I was feeling after my dad's passing. I lost sight of knowing what I'm rec- or recognizing what I'm seeing when a person does that to me. I took it too personally instead of saying, oh, I must be doing something right in life. If she wants to tell everyone bad things about me and make everyone not like me, she must see something special in me and she wants to make everyone else not see it in case they already have. She wants to turn their eyes off from it in case they've already spotted it. So after freaking out on her and after having the revelation that I should apologize, it took some time because I was kind of, you know, sulking a little bit and I was in my emotions. I was salty, but I decided to buy a gift, a gift that was very personal to me. I love crystals, as I keep saying over and over in my podcast. So I decided to buy this crystal, this clear quartz um, necklace. And I was holding on to it, wondering, like, who should I give it to? Should I really give it to her? But then I came into work one day. No, I actually, a couple of days before going into work, I started realizing I need to bring it with me because there's somebody at work that I need to give it to. I don't know who it is just yet. I'm not really sure. But I think I just had a feeling it was her, like, in the back of my mind. But I was hoping that it was someone else because there's people at my job that I actually like. So I was hoping it was someone else. But yesterday when I came into work, I had it in my bag and I said, you know what? It just kind of hit me like you have to do it today. I don't care who's around and people who I don't like get along with or people who I don't say I don't get along with them, but people who I feel like are more friendly towards her than they are towards me happen to come in to work as I decided to do this. So my pride almost made me say, never mind. No, I'm not doing that in front of them. I'm not going to embarrass myself, have them all laughing at me. But I didn't do that. I said, I'm still going to apologize to her and I'm still going to clear the air with her. So hopefully we can have a, a an enjoyable and peaceful work environment when we have to work together, which is pretty much every shift. So even though they walked in, I just stopped her and said, hey, I would like to clear the air with you. I want to apologize. And I just let her know that my abrupt reaction to her behavior had nothing to do with her. It was about me. I said, her personality is her personality and mine is mine. And we should be able to coexist in this work environment without us forcing each other to be how we want the other ones to be and however she even if she wants to be the kind of person to talk badly about me to other people that's life she can do that it has nothing to do with me that's because she has issues of self-esteem and self-confidence and whatever else it is that would drive a person to you know want to badmouth the person they don't know that's her choice and that's her right and it doesn't really have anything to do with me and on my end I have to control my emotions and not allow what she does to get to me so I told her you know what you continue to do you. I won't let you and how you behave offend me, offend me. And that's not an offense to you. It's just the truth. And I don't not like you. I do like you. And as a peace offering, I want to give you this gift. I said, you never have to wear it a day in life, but I want you to know that it's a personal gift that relates to me to try to show my sincerity in this apology. So her face turned red and she started to blush a little bit. And she said, I know I could be mean sometimes. I could be hard to get along with. I could be pretty difficult. And like, I don't mean to be, it's just my personality and I don't know how to change it. And I said, no. And I said, I don't, I'm not going to let it offend me. I want us to get along and, and have fun when we work together. And so we hugged. And after that, we started having a little tiny baby conversation and, you know, it's a process. And so I feel much better because going into work all the days before that, after I erupted with her. It was very stressful. I had to grab my my CBD pills because <laughs> it was so stressful. I needed something to calm me down, and I don't do drugs, and I don't. I try to stay away from pharmaceutical medication as much as possible, but I do use it when necessary. But I had to grab my CBD to help me sleep. I had to meditate a little bit more to help calm me down. But doing all those things just kind of led me to the conclusion that my apology was necessary, and it wasn't really for her. I know people always say it, and it sounds cliche, but it's true. It wasn't for her. It was because what I had done getting so angry with her had disrupted my peace within myself. 
So I had to make it right. And the only way to make it right was to put my pride aside and just apologize to her no matter what she would have said. She could have said, yeah, girl, you were all wrong and it was all your fault. She didn't. And I'm glad she didn't. But I had to listen to I had to listen to the voices inside of me that told me that that was a possibility. And I had to accept that and not let that deter me from doing the right thing. So I feel much better. I feel much calmer, more relaxed. I still have my CBD because I like CBD. But I just feel a lot better now that I've done that. And I don't know why we let the small things get to us. I don't know. Well, actually, I do. I just answered it. We let small things in life get to us because there are bigger things that we can't control that get to us a little bit more. And they have nothing to do with the outside external things that we react to or we overreact to. It's all the things within. If you have a dream that we're not even chasing, even though we want to, and because we're not doing that, we go find someone else who's chasing a dream and try to put them down for doing something that we don't have the courage or the nerve to do. Or people are dating and they have love and we're single. And instead of being happy for the love, hoping one day we get the same thing, we start saying, that's why your man is cheating on you. Or that's why your girl's a hoe or whatever the case may be. But we have to really look inside because the answer to all of these minor irritations in life are always going to be found within ourselves. So I thank you for listening and I hope you listen tomorrow.